Hello, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're not live, so uh, do not text the show. But you can still follow us at Frank on the Radio on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email us via the Absolute Radio website. Hello, guys. Hello. Good day to you, gentlemen. Um, we could, you could both be naked for all I know in your respective homes, but who cares? Who cares anymore about that? I'm... Um I'm wearing some of the Lecoq Sportif branded tracksuit bottoms, since oh, you asked. Very apt. Oh, you're wearing branded items. Lovely. Yeah. And a, and a tracksuit top. That's my get-up for broadcasting. Not that different from non-lockdown, Britain. <laughs> I, think, I think when lockdown is fully released, I might end up starting just wearing tracksuits all the time, like a personal trainer or something. I don't know if I'll ever go back to denim or a collared shirt. I mean, I always think that if I went through the publicity shots of Ocean Colour Scene and inserted you <laughs> with the Photoshop, no yeah. one would notice. Yeah. For years. Not anymore. Do you know what, Frank? There's <laughs> definitely a Kangol hat in that cockle oh. cupboard. Oh, for sure. Somewhere. Are you with oh, me? Those Kangol. I've got one of those somewhere. It's in why I've got one. I've got one because I saw Elvis wearing one on a beach. So I bought one. You saw Elvis shooting a light bulb. You haven't done that. Well, I didn't actually see that. I only uh, heard about it. We keep getting requests if I've got more Elvis anecdotes. As if I I was one of the Memphis Mafia and I knew him well. Um, But I might might throw one in later. You know what? Just for the hell of it. So stick around if uh, if you... Had you been in the Memphis Mafia, how mm-hmm. do you? What would you have seen your role as? Do you know what I mean? I'd like to have been mm-hmm. the one who wasn't on Class A drugs. <laughs> um, would, would Was be there one? one? The, well, I've no, there wasn't one, but um, <laughs> um, I've met um, several of the uh, of the Memphis Mafia, and they're all slightly uh, broken men in that respect. Mm. But also. What I do like about them, they very, very upfrontedly say, oh, well, since Elvis died, life's been rubbish, really. It used to be just mega exciting. Now mm. it's, right. you know, we've never got over it. And I kind of like that. I like, mm. you know, when you get people like people who were big in a soap opera 30 years ago and then they haven't worked for ages and they say, no, no, I've still got loads of stuff going on. We've all done it. Um <laughs> <laughs> what I like about the Memphis Mafia, they say, no, no, it's, ab- it's been absolutely rubbish since he died. And I think there's some of it, I respect that. It's the uh, Paul, Paul, Paul Burrell honesty. Yeah. <laughs> was he Was he famous for his... Uh... Paul Burrell, well, I suppose with Diana... I don't think he was famous for his honesty in some no, ways. No, but, but it's the Paul Burrell, he, igno- he talks about the princess quite a lot, oh. I'd say. Yeah, he does, he does. He does bring her up now and again, but you know, yeah. it's, it must have been a quite a big, uh, a big energy to be around. I would have thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um, oh, now, um, can I first of all say? Do you remember last week? I had to sort of stop the comedy for I think it was almost two hours um, <laughs> because of I had to bemoan the death of Florian uh, Schneider of um, of Kraftwerk. And then, so we do the show, it goes out on the Saturday. That afternoon, little Richard dies. Oh, no. I mean, I still think the creator of one of the great rock and roll lyrics of all time, a what bop, a loo bop, a what bamboo, mm. which sounds like me being ironic, but I do think it sort of sums up that... Do you remember youth? 
Do you remember when you were like young, really young? How dare you? Teenage. <laughs> and, you know, that burgeoning sexuality, which could only be expressed by words like a what bop a loo bop a what bamboo. It's like, it's like the by religious people sometimes speaking tongues. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw him at uh, Wembley Stadium in 1972 and was very excited to see him. And um, he played two or three hits, it was brilliant. And then he just got the, the band to play a 12-bar blues and he took all his clothes off. <laughs> so it was um, wow, really? less good, less good than I hoped for. Was, you see, the song that sums up youth for me, I would say, is probably Jump Around by House of oh, Pain. Yeah. I just don't because, know that. Well, it's, very, it's just oh, what it's children good. do, essentially, or the young. There's so much energy in them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, that same Wembley gig, um, a bunch of teddy boys, I remember, canned <laughs> off Gary Glitter. Did they? In the same gig. Yeah, they, they knew. They knew. They knew. The teddy boys. <laughs> yeah, seven, 72. They just instinctively knew. Frank Skinner. It was my, um, my sister-in-law's birthday uh, this week, so we decided to go over to her house to drive, I think this is allowed under the current um, semi-lockdown rules, who knows, Um, we decided to drive over there and then stand outside her window, and this is me and Kath, my partner, and Bars, our child, each holding a sign, happy, would one would hold, then birthday, the second one, and then then Bars to be holding uh, Auntie Rachel. So um, we got all set, and Kat said, "I've told, I've told Rachel uh, we're coming." And uh, I said, "No, what, why did you do that?" And she said, "Well, I just, you know, I, I, we don't just sort of turn up. There might have been out or something." <laughs> and I said, "This is probably the last week in the history of Great Britain when you can be ninety nine point nine percent certain that someone won't be out." If you mm-hmm. turn up impromptu, so anyway, I was—I'll be honest with you—I was a bit miffed. So we got over there, and um, I she bet was you contained the, it though. Bet she, she had no the, idea. Oh yeah, exactly. You know me, <laughs> suffering silence. <laughs> so um, she was sitting on the step. The whole, her whole family were, were sitting on uh, the step. The family that lived there. She hadn't broken any rules. And uh, we got there, and we got this. We had the signs under our arms. And then we just had to get them out in front oh. of her and hold them. And she says, oh, I'll, I'll go and get a camera and took a photo of us. And I thought, it's a lie. It's a damn lie, that photo, because it's, we've just come round and, and, and then got the signs out in front of us. It's awful. And so it's she was actually like within Frank. earshot. Sorry? I, she I was, was within earshot. S- you could have just spoken to her. Yeah, well, exactly. It was just it was just a, a visit in the end. There was no element of surprise or specialness. I thought it might be something we talked about for the rest of our lives. Uh, it's a, it is a bit like if a streaker sent out a press release saying, exactly. "I will be performing streak at three fifteen p.m. at Twickenham." You know, yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I mean, I there was in my um, in my childhood and youth it was absolutely the norm to turn up at people's houses um out of the blue because so many people didn't have phones of any description and so i remember walking to my brother's which was three miles away went to his flat and he wasn't in so i just walked back again 
Wow. And that was the norm. But I don't think people... I mean, you live up north, Al. Does that still go on, the impromptu arrive? I mean, outside of the current crisis. And people knock on a bit more in um, in the north than they did when I lived in London. But even then, I don't think anybody would walk three miles and knock on and then just turn around and walk back. I'm sorry. Unless um, they're living in a Hovis advert or something. We're well, just going to act like knock on is a thing. What yeah, is well, it? Well, knock on. The first time he said it, I, I didn't get it, so I was poised to question him. And then the second time he, he, he said it, it, somehow repetition produced clarity. And yeah. I thought, oh, that's, I've, I've got it now. I've well, that's it. how I'm homeschooling. Repetition <laughs> produces clarity. I think that's... Um, please don't mention homeschooling. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, man. We had another major... We had a row about uh, the celebrations on VE Day. Today, oh, did you? Me and my oh, seven-year-old. I mean, right. I don't remember it, but um, oh God, it's been it's been absolutely nightmarish. I, I had a, I did a masterstroke as the teacher the other day. I said, "Do you want to just stop this and um, we'll all get our books and read for fifteen minutes?" And then I put a timer on. We sat and read our books for fifteen minutes. They loved it, and I just put it on again. So we just sat and read. <laughs> it was great. It was really good. But, uh, yeah, I think there's a. I, think I recommend there's, it. Is there a legal obligation for <laughs> education? <laughs> Reading's good. Oh yeah, it's good. on Absolute Radio. Yeah, so there, there we stood. Anyway, um, I was talking about earlier about going to my sister-in-law's um, non-impromptu, and um, she brought out birthday cake, which is lovely, and put it on the step for us to get. And then we were all too frightened to eat it in case it had a little bit of COVID in it. <laughs> so it's just left. Yeah. It's just left there. This is terrible. The whole trip was a terrible thing. But you know, <laughs> I'd love to know what I would do if we were live. Is I would ask people to text in worst surprises ever, because we must have all been involved <laughs> in uh. trying to set up a surprise. Whether it's like, you know, people do it with proposals, mm. they do it with parties, um, general any announcements. And I would love, we can still do this for next week. I would love to hear about ones that are just, that like this one have ended up as, um, as desperately well, Frank, bleak, you were involved grotesque in, pantomimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you were involved in one concerning me, which a surprise that didn't ever, well, it, it all fell apart a bit. Do you remember Jonathan Ross oh, attempted to surprise me by papering po having po oh, posters yes. all over edinburgh and then i it turned out i was ill and in bed all weekend so mm. i'm afraid oh, that well that was a, that was a shame i mean he, he spent good money on those posters they were really <laughs> funny and clever but um yeah no it's uh, maybe surprises are um maybe they're an error they're a thing of the past people. maybe do you think maybe Maybe now that we're all locked down, they're a thing of the past, surprises. Remember, I think customs officers used to ruin holiday proposals, didn't they, by searching people and finding engagement rings and stuff like that. That's okay, a thing, I, I think. would say that customs officers must have given people a few surprises <laughs> over the years. <laughs> they certainly made my hair stand on end, I'll, I'll tell you that. Um... Yeah, it's uh, I, the 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 big proposal thing. I mean, that is such a such a mighty risk when people oh, yeah. hide rings in trees and then go oh, for a walk God. and say, "Oh, what's that <clears throat> glinting 
I yeah. mean that. What about the flash mob as well? I don't like oh. a flash mob proposal. Does that no. still exist? The flash mob? The, I believe not so. Not now, obviously. Oh no! That's no, true. no, of course not. Um, <laughs> speaking of, uh, remember we used to have a thing that was that was um, whatever happened to, and then I oh, would yeah. play whatever happened to by the Stranglers. Obviously, we don't have any jingles now in a, in the current um, working on my linen basket, but I use as a generic jingle. Um, a small extract of me live singing Susan Beware of the the, the Devil, the uh, the Dandy mm. Livingstone hit from the 70s. Susan Beware of the Devil. Okay. Um, and here come... Do you still get double A-sides? Ooh. Do they still exist? Oh. And also, what was the point of a double A-side? Was that just impatience? Surely if you've got a double A side, the common sense is to hold back one of the one half of this twin magical combo mm. and put, I, a, put the usual thing of a re- relatively pedestrian B side and then bring the other one. Yeah, but we, can't, we don't all have your hair shirt approach to life, which oh, I admire, yeah. may I say. Well, it's a bit carpe diem. We've written two great <laughs> single, two songs. Let's put them out on the same. That's mad, <laughs> madness. <laughs> I'm trying Who to think of an example. Tomorrow, Madness, they would have done it, the double A's, I'm sure, Probably. at some I don't point. Think, I don't, they barely had enough for a double. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should, we'll, 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 When we come back, we'll have thought of some famous double A sides. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, I enjoyed that one. Um, I don't know what that track actually was, obviously, because we're not live, but I just like, I'm just. The, the playlist on Absolute so good. I know. I enjoyed it. Um, oh, okay. yes, we were talking about double A sides. One that sp- sprung to my mind was um, um, the Bicycle Song and Fat Bottom Girls. I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure that was a double A side. And in fact, on um, one of them refers to the other. I think um, the bicycle song refers to uses the phrase "fat bottom girls," huh? so there's, a, there's an intertextuality going on between the two double A sides. Very clever. Very clever. I'm loving your Beatles. Queen knowledge these days, Frank. Oh uh, yes, the Beatles. I think "Strawberry Fields Forever" was one half of a um, of a double A side, but I can't remember what the other one. It's not Eleanor Rigby, is it? I don't think. Maybe. But surely with the Beatles, you know, retrospectively looking back, all of their everything was a double A side. Even their B sides were good. Yes. That kind of yeah. Thing. Do you think anyone has ever had the honesty and the personal integrity to <laughs> having record um, some stuff to put out a double B side? <laughs> Say, so, look, to be honest, we couldn't come up with a really good one. But you know, you're getting two two average ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, I would. Re- if that's ever happened, mega respect to those yeah. people. <laughs> so, what do you think is the logic of the double A side, or was the logic if it no longer exists? I isn't it a show offy thing of our good songs are in such abundance? We're just going to give you both of these now because you know that's how great we are. It's attention-seeking, isn't it? I think it's a bog off, isn't it? Maybe. Oh, I Isn't see. Isn't it the idea that you're buying a single, but you're actually getting two singles for your money? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, when you when uh, when this finally reaches you and you can respond, I'd love to know if what our readers would call the best double A side of all time. 
Also, I um, think streaming has definitely killed the double A side because oh, you don't know what's yeah. A or B. Or, oh, yeah. I mean, everything seems to be like... There's no science. Albums, albums without science. Yeah. Mm. Was that a Pink Floyd track? Without <laughs> <laughs> numbers. Albums what? without, without sides. <laughs> Tracks Frank. without... Singles without... Be- yeah, go on. I'd like to just talk to you very briefly and I, I say very briefly advisedly uh, about Doctor Who oh yes good luck I've got, well I've gone back <laughs> I've gone back in Al oh, oh have you yeah. I, which era I, um I don't know things like that <laughs> well, who was the doctor it's a recent one oh it was okay Joe um Jodie um Whittaker Je- was the doctor yeah. I think it must have been the most recent one on iPlayer and I'm not going to lie um there wasn't much on so I thought I'll give this a go. There wasn't much on iPlayer. What a <laughs> no, terrible... I've seen it all. What does that say about the BBC? <laughs> I've seen it all. Um, okay. And you know what? This is what I would say to you. Brilliant writing. Mm-hmm. Fabulously directed. Amazing performances. Some brilliant lines. Really witty scripts. You know, I loved the writing. At one point I liked it because, you know, the, one of the characters says, she says, oh, you're not such a bad human. I'm from Yorkshire. That's a love letter as such. <laughs> ah, yes. I remember it well. By then, our standards, this is quite a recent now. review, isn't it? This isn't it a is. hashtag lay review. Is, I could, I could um, give you the numbers of at least 500 Doctor Who fans who would not give anywhere near a positive review okay. for anything in so recent times. I get that Doctor point. Who fans for you. And I think, I'm loving this. It's brilliant. And then I hear... Oh, hold it there. <laughs> Hold it, and then let's, should we make that the cliffhanger? <laughs> <laughs> so there we've got Emily absolutely laughing uh, the new Doctor Who, and then Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Now I'm excited about this. Um, if you were listening to the last link, you would know that um, Emily Dean heaped praise on uh, on Doctor Who in its current manifestation. And then there was um, there was a moment when her voice changed. Well, mm. what what is chapter two of this uh, of this review? Shall I tell you what chapter two is? It was a character in some sort of silver spray painted costume walking yeah. into the room and saying, "Leader, optimal proximity to boundary." Oh, okay. And I'm sorry. How can you write this brilliant script with with all all this wit and sort of character, and then you've got these people heavy breathing coming in? At one point, the character says, "You dare to question the strategy of the Siber- Siberian." Now, I'm sorry, but prior to that, you've got people speaking normally. Why do they speak like that? They just need to get rid of the monsters, Frank. That's mm. all well, I'm they've, saying. They've had. Um, some uh, robotic implants. Oh, have um, Which, uh, yeah, that 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 affects their uh, <laughs> their voices uh, quite a lot. If you can when, imagine, when if you can imagine first... to be built sort of. So you were sort of built into a, a robot. So you um, you were sort of part. There was some flesh in there, oh, and yeah. and some WD forty living right. uh, side by side. Yes. Well, I was future. watching it with subtitles on because I couldn't hear understand what they were saying. The Cybermen, and at okay. one point it kept all it said was muffled breathing. Oh. He sniffs. 
exhales loudly. When you I first get... described someone coming in all in silver, I pictured those street performers that you used to see <laughs> that don't move unless somebody, unless a kid well, puts not, ten pence in a hat. It's not worlds away. <laughs> they must, they must be having a hard time. Oh, they? I should think so. Mm. So what I'm saying about, about is, time my... too. <laughs> <laughs> my review of Doctor Who is. It's fabulous, and I really would love it if they just get rid of the monster thing. Well, I, I, th- I can't agree with you on this. Well, I mean, I, that, is, that is like when they did a remake of um, Falsity Towers in the United <laughs> States of America and decided to drop the Basil character because he was too aggressive. <laughs> I think it ran for three episodes. They made, um, they made the Prunella Scales figure, the, the, the owner, and the person who came up with the brainy scheme that saved the day every week was Manuel. Wow. Oh. So they, they tampered is what they did. They tampered, I they eroded. Do you mind myself, the monsters, Al? No, I haven't seen it, but I was going to say, I've seen some Frank Skinner-approved television this week. Do you remember last week you were talking about an art programme? What's it called? The, is it called The Joy of oh, Art? The Joy of Painting. Oh, The Joy of Painting. Yes. I, uh, yeah. I talked about it to the you. Same, the same po- <laughs> a landscape yeah. painting every week. I thought yeah. it was one of your eccentric stories, and that night I went upstairs and my wife and children were watching it. It's very watchable, although I completely agree. It's it's exactly the same show every night. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. He's oh, an interesting say, character. I've, I've watched it too on the recommendation <laughs> of Frank you? Skinner, There's, and I absolutely loved it. There's one bit on it where it's almost like his cheery mask slips. As he's painting, <laughs> he just stops and he goes, I'm okay. And then he carries on. Oh, well, he's an ex-military man. <laughs> it's really odd. It's like he's had a flashback of some kind. No, I think, I think he was in Korea and stuff. I think he's oh, a bloke who no. um, who could, I mean, it seems odd, you know, but mid-relaxing landscape, he, he could um, he could go, uh, he could suddenly add napalm <laughs> to, the, uh, to the mountain scene, if not allowed. Yeah, he's, um, yeah, he's, he's no longer with us, Bob, but... Uh, I think he took out about 18 people in a McDonald's. <laughs> no, he oh didn't. He God. didn't. He didn't. He was Enter an link now. <laughs> oh, do you think I should? What yes. do you for safety? Yeah, you're probably right. Thank you. It's good to have a legal representative with us at all times. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Hello, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. We're not live, I'll be honest with you, so do not text the show, but you can follow us at Frank on the Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Or, of course, you can email us via the Absolute Radio website, for goodness sake. Okay. So. We've heard from our readers, Frank. Tremendous. Do you remember last week you were discussing the lyrics? Was it Live and Let Die or Live and Let Live, as I think you called it? <laughs> yeah, li- Live and Let Die, yes. I'm not totally across the lyrics, as I called it Live and Let Live. But yes, there was a grammat- I had a grammatical query about, mm. the, um, about that. But yeah, then we got on to the great lyrics of all time. And I think I um, ho- offered up as a par example... Um, the mountain greenery song, which rhymes mountain greenery with with the line "beans could get no keenery, exception mm. in a beanery," that was where we went there. Hard to yeah. top. What we got? What they got? Well, Paul Hughes from Gateshead 
says, Hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. The discussion about poor song lyrics poor song lyrics this morning. It wasn't really poor. I mean, I think we mentioned it a was, few. No, it was remarkable. You, then you must make your own judgments. Well, mm. no, because I did cite She's Broke, but it's okay, it's California <laughs> yeah. from Lady is a Tramp. <laughs> I don't think um, he says the K part. I think he just says She's Broke, it's okay. Well, that's why I hate it. California. Yeah. He says She's Broke, but it's okay. Oh, I hate it. Um, it's reminded me of a favourite example of mine. It's the bit of the Bross song, I Owe You Nothing. Are you familiar with I Owe You Nothing, Frank? No. Very familiar. Okay. Thank you, Al. You'll know this then. He says, I'll watch you crumble like a very old wall. A simile uh, for Frank to cast his poetry analysing eye over there. I, um, <laughs> I quite like it. I, I tell you what I like about it. Look, our garden wall on both sides of my garden... He's very crumbly um, and um, decrepit. And it's got that fabulous, um, that sort of decaying grandeur that you get in Venice. And mm. I really like that. So I could imagine saying, let's, um, let's not um, name names, but I could imagine saying to someone, oh, you, you know, that you look like a... What's the line again? You look all crumbly like a wall. He says, I'll watch you crumble like a very old wall. Yeah, I can see that being, um, I can see me having said it, then justifying it as meaning that they look like they've got a, a distinctive, glorious ageing about them. And I, well, I grew up work? in Yorkshire, and, um, oh. and I think dry stone walling is uh, quite prevalent in that county, and it's massively overrated. It's, <laughs> it, it's always falling apart. Every time you... you just, well, no, they, should, they, need, they should moisturise. <laughs> It'd be much better. I, I don't, don't think Bross was thinking so of the dry stone walling, but can I just point out another? It's reminded me of another great Bross lyric in oh, yeah. When Will I Be Famous? See, that's which... the only. I'll be honest. I thought they were one it wonders, and now you've no. opened my eyes. No. I had all the albums, all too. And of course, I, um... I'm no longer, I, legitimately, can I sing um, When Will I Be Famous? It's <laughs> one of the great losses of, of uh, doing oh. well. God. Um, <laughs> do you want to hear this lyric? Yeah. Mm. It's, they say, and when will I be famous? You've read Karl Marx and you've taught yourself to dance. Oh. Yeah. I mean, come on, Karl Marx in a pop song? Fabulous. <laughs> I think, think that's doesn't... the formula. <laughs> doesn't... <laughs> exactly. Doesn't Karl Marx get a mention in um, Panic in Detroit on Aladdin's Sane? Oh, oh, no, really? no, it, uh, it's um, uh, isn't it in uh, Driving Saturday? Lennon read a book of Marx or something like that, oh, or okay. is it American Pie? <laughs> this is good, oh. isn't it? This is good. Great. Multiple choice radio here on Absolute Radio. Um, oh, that's um, that's a good one, I must say. Mm -hmm. I must look into Brost, and I thought they, you know, I thought they were in and out. Did Aha have more than one hit? Yes. Today, okay. Yes. Not many. No. And as you know, I um, I often get them confused with elbow <laughs> because I don't know my aha. Uh -huh. Anyway, oh. I think we uh, that might be a good time to go into a link as well. No, not into a link. Out of a link. I thought you said into it. No, I did say into. It was a mistake. We can change it in the edit. We won't. We won't. We're leaving it in. So get over it. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
So I was, I was talking about um, my strange, um, see my lockdown uh, life. How's how's it with? Uh, what about you, Al? How's how's life up north? Uh, life up north is good. Uh, I I haven't launched a poetry podcast in lockdown, and I no. haven't got a writing career. So lockdown has changed things quite dramatically for somebody that predominantly was a live comedian. In that it's all gone. But well, I'm, guess, I'm, I'm guessing you've written three or four hours of top-end stand-up. At the very least. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as a conservative estimate, I would say that, yeah. But it's just finding a place to perform it, isn't it, mm, in a safe that, that and is, yeah. um, convenient and hopefully lucrative way. I was hoping to get some job offers, you know, maybe like some voiceover or something like that, but not much has come in, I'm not going to lie. But then the other day, I received an email that really made me realise how few work offers I've had recently. Um, I'll I'll read it to you. Uh, oh, good. It's, entitled, it's entitled Comedian, <laughs> and it says, Good evening, so Alan. Far, so Comedian. good. <laughs> comedian. <laughs> good evening, Alan. I saw you online. I'm looking for a comedian who would be willing to do some naked stand-up over Skype slash Zoom slash etc. for a nudist get-together we're having. Might you be interested? RL. And it's sent from a perhaps unsurprisingly secure and private email. RL, <laughs> Frank. Mm. Who I do mean, you think? Robert Louis Stevenson. No, he can't be. <laughs> oh, he's not here. with us anymore. That's, he, just, he wouldn't, he wouldn't uh, be party to it either, in my yeah, opinion. But he had a character called Alan, didn't he? What about Richard Lester, who Maybe. directed the Beatles movies? Well, I I just assumed um, it, that it was another comic, perhaps pranking me. Oh yes, yes, surely, surely yeah. it's or, another comic. Or, or maybe you know a fan of the radio show thinking, I wonder just how how low the cockerel will stoop for a few comedy. quid. Well, not what too about Rayleigh low Otter? In that might, <laughs> it might be Rayleigh Otter. And I'm I'm not I'm not right mocking nudists. I don't I don't want people to think I'm mocking nudists. I, I no, just I'm, God, I'm, no. I'm laughing. I'm somewhat amused at the the work offers that I'm I'm currently receiving. I'd love to know whether that was a. It can't be a real thing, can it? Well, mean, here's my question like... to you: Can you guess what I replied to this email? Um, I'm guessing it, you refused the job. Well, oh, <laughs> did I get that wrong? Like, let's oh just my say, God, <laughs> times are a bit lean, oh. Frank. Yeah, they are. And, <laughs> oh my and God, so are you ab- happily? Um, well, I'm not that lean. I've been, I've been really piling it in during lockdown. Um, my reply: How much? That's all I put. <laughs> you didn't. I, I didn't put my name. I didn't put their name. I just put how much? Question mark. You didn't. <laughs> oh, and then I got a reply oh. saying, "I don't even know what to suggest. I've had a wide range of quotations. What's your usual rate?" Now I love the idea that this person thinks that I have a usual rate for a naked Zoom gig. Yeah, I would. I presume you take your normal rate and double it at least. I also, I've got to say, that. Alan, I hope this person was male. You've got to be very careful about sending emails with how much to to ladies. <laughs> they started yeah. it. It's, uh, <laughs> at, at least he didn't ask that. Um, well, I don't know. I I used to go out with a, a naturist, and uh, she um, was very. Um, championing of it as a lifestyle and said she met a lot of uh, interesting uh, people. 
Oh, I'm um, sure they're lovely. I just don't know if it oh, would no, help my... Oh, no, I didn't my... believe her. I didn't believe her for a second. <laughs> I just don't know if it would help I my jokes you... if I had I'm... nothing on. I was guessing it was all weirdos. But, I mean, I've been wrong before. <laughs> What about you, um, Emily? You must... Uh, I'm guessing you still lead an interesting and varied life. Genuinely thought for oh. a second you were asking if Emily would do the nudist gig that I'm no, not going to do. God, no, I can't. How much? Zoom, you, could yeah, you do much? one? It was just bare Cassie. shoulders and you just you just said, no, I am naked. <laughs> I did no, wonder they if need I evidence. could hide myself a bit. Because the thing is about nudists, I wouldn't have thought they'd have asked for, like, dare I say, hard and fast evidence. <laughs> I think if you said no, I am naked. I think they are the sort. Of, I imagine they're quite, you, so? you know. Yeah, they're I think trusting they're the sort people. of people. Who, yeah, they must be trusting, haven't they? Nudists. Mm. I mean, to be honest, it's like a triple threat. I'd be nervous about the technology. I'd be nervous about my comedy because I'm rusty, and I'd be nervous about the nudity. It's it's actually more like an anxiety dream than a work offer. Yeah, when I think about it. it's uh, it's. But I mean, you know, when you you have to use the stuff around you at the beginning of an act. <laughs> to yeah. to, it's a one way of being a prop comic. <laughs> So what, what about you, Emma? Well, I'm guessing you haven't you, had any offers of, of a similar nature. Oh, presume away. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting that you say, oh, you lead a fascinating life, because I did just tell you I devoted an hour of my life to watching Doctor Who, but anyway. Yeah, that's what made me think of it. Oh. Yeah, you've gone up in his estimation. As if that could happen. It's partly Moffat. Moffat's, you know, Moffat has, has drawn me to Who. Yeah, but, you know he doesn't write the current. No, so. I know, okay. but I know that. Okay. Everyone calm down. We've all had a drink. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you boys about the clothing situation. We're talking about um, Alan and his uh, no-clothes policy, depending on the price. And I've noticed, I've definitely been, my style has changed in lockdown. I say changed, it's kind of uh, disappeared. So... I've never been a fan. You know, I've always hated that concept of save it for best. You know, that oh, yeah. idea of, oh, I'm yeah. not wearing those shoes. I'm saving it for best. Or I hate that. I think it's like that 1950s notion of a front room that you keep for best. Oh, I yeah. just think there's something a bit mean spirited about it. I also think in, in the uh, midst of a global pandemic, it's probably optimistic, isn't it? <laughs> mm. I think I think um, wear it while you can is probably the. Uh, I the think you're right, matter. and do you know I think it's partly because I remember years ago an ex-boyfriend. I always remember the posh dad when the my boyfriend at the time offered me a gin and tonic, and I never forgot the father whispering, "Leave the Gordons, get the Sainsbury's gin out of the cellar." <laughs> and oh. I know, I know, what a... it was a low point. Well, I, where I always think of is when I used to be an enormous fan of. Um, Lime barrels in, um, I think it was Dairy Box, Dairy Box of Chocolates. And they were like a chocolate half barrel. Yes, I remember with, them. With lime juice, and I loved them. And in, in a, I was bought a small box of chocolates, and uh, I thought, oh, man, t there's two lime barrels in this. I couldn't believe my luck. So I ate all the other chocolates that I quite like, saving myself for the two lime barrels. <laughs> And I, I was just finishing off a coffee cream and um, my brother Keith burst in and went, wow, chocolates, and just ate oh. the lime barrels. <laughs> oh. And ever since then, I think um, 
Yeah. I think that you do what they do on American chat shows, top waiting. You put the good stuff on first. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that, uh, yeah, now um, mm. I, I always eat the best chocks first. And as you say, holding back um, outfits and stuff, is it, it's an error. So sorry, I I, um, I interrupted uh, Emily with talk of uh, lime barrel chocolates. You you were saying about uh, keeping things for best. Yes, and it turns out I've never done that, but this lockdown has changed my whole attitude to that because really, it's a bit you know, it's a bit tree falling in the forest, isn't it? In mm. the sense of if I wear the holy bobbly jumper and no one's around to see it, did I ever wear mm. it? You know, great. But do you? Is there an argument that if you um, wear just sort of sloppy, you know, you see those people who just wear sportswear. This is no disrespect to you, Al. I'm on about not. not <laughs> no, I, am, in, I am one of not, those people now. Not <laughs> in semi-lockdown. I always think that because they're sort of fleecy and elasticated, that mm. it re- it leads to sort of fleecy and elasticated thinking. Mm. Yes. rather than buckled and uh, finely stitched thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even if you're in on your own, do you think it can drag you down a bit if you think I'm just going to wear that that jumper I've never really liked for Do you know, weeks? I didn't until just about a second ago. But, um, <laughs> I, think, I think you could have a point. It's, it's the sort of... <laughs> slightly more sloppy, less disciplined approach to life, isn't it? In a well, sense. there was a man I read about who, um, he was a scientist and whenever he worked, and he, he was mainly not so much in the lab, in a lab coat, as a bloke who wrote um, He wasn't about working science. in the lab late one night. No, he, he wasn't. <laughs> and he um, would put on a suit and tie to work because he held science in such high respect. And that was just when he was in the house, you know. So I, I just wonder if there is a, an argument. I think, well, in I, it's interesting you should say that because I've noticed for this period, you know, I have been wearing a lot of holy jeans. You know, I went out for a walk with Ray the other day and it felt very drafty. Mm-hmm. And I got back and I, I sat on my kitchen bench and I got a shock. I didn't realise how big the, the, the hole was um, under my, my bottom. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's little things like that. It's like you said, it's just I noticed I put a dressing gown on the other day. It was a white sort of toweling robe. But I had the uh, the belt was a grey, was from a grey robe. And that, now that is upsetting. I'm not a big fashion man, but I draw the line <laughs> at that. Kath, Kath yeah. does that. Kath will wear a dressing gown with a different belt. Yeah. And I find that inexcusable. As a martial artist, I just assume that you've been promoted to grey belts. (laughs) (laughs) Grey belt is for the seniors uh, who do martial arts. This is what I've decided. She wears a lot of odd socks as well, Kat. Does she? She sees no. She sees. You think Kat's always dressed like lockdown wear? Yeah, I think she has. (laughs) But she um, feels that it's an affectation to take Mm. the time to find the matching socks. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's an affectation to wear odd socks, personally, but we're all different. Well, do you know what I would say during this period? What I've decided is that I'm sort of, I'm, I'm bringing the subs out, garment-wise, oh, yeah. for, a, for, for a few games, and then getting the best I can out of them, 
Uh-huh. And then I'm going to start afresh when we're all allowed out again with box fresh. You know, That's so I'm just wearing them into the ground. It's like just taking a relationship to the absolute final sort of end, <laughs> the worst row you can have. Yes. Before leaving. Yes, Do you we've, all, we've all. I can think of a relationship that I was in for, I would say, three years. Um, <laughs> I mean, a, an extra three, a three years that where, where I knew it was, it was never going to work, but I just hung around. Um, I wouldn't absolute recommend radio. that. I think Absolute Radio <laughs> does not recommend that, if I remember rightly, <laughs> to any of our, any of our uh, listeners or indeed um, our um, presenters. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, I was, uh, Emily was talking about how her, her garb has changed. Her, uh, I'm calling it semi-lockdown now, the current period. Um, mm-hmm. I've noticed that as I've got older, I've become a bit warier about T-shirts with things on them, you know, slogans yes. or, um, oh, yeah. you know, well, Doctor Who. Oh, Doctor Who T-shirts is what I'm talking about. But I've been wearing a lot of those, though, and I've, it's, I've found it very liberating. I've been wearing my um, Bizarro Superman T-shirt. Mm. And I remember I was, I was, I was looking in the, the mirror because I'm cutting my own hair, and I had the Bizarro suit, and I thought, God, I always assumed that the S was the wrong way around on this because the the S on Bizarro Superman Bizarro Superman is a sort of a messed up Superman from a parallel universe yeah. lives on a square globe. We all and, knew that. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I thought I always thought that um, the S was the wrong way around on the Bizarro. It isn't. Um, so that was a revelation. And then, of course, it occurred to me I was looking in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so so what what else? Um... Well, I did. I mean, this is continuing the clothes theme. I ended up as a result of there was one morning hasn't happened most mornings. I do try and ensure that I'm I'm dressed at least. Mm-hmm. There was one morning when I'm afraid I had an epic fail. Can I withdraw that? Mm, actually, it sounded a bit too. <laughs> oh. It sounded like someone at the end of a food show going mmm. Oh, that's gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I withdraw um, that. And I was wearing, you know, one of those things I was writing and I'd gone, sometimes when I'm writing, I go a bit golem, you know, and I just go into my hole. And I was in my golem hole and the doorbell golem, rang. My... Golem doesn't wear a lot, does he? No. no. He it was do golem. well at the nudist gig. He must feel the burn <laughs> as well in the thighs. <laughs> golem. He's in it a was... constant squat, more or less. Yes. It was Gollum in a fleece bathrobe, is what I was. Okay. So the doorbell rang and it was the postman. And I know my postman. I love my postman. He, he listens to the show. So this is going to be embarrassing because I'm afraid I told him a lie out, out, oh, out no. of shame. And I went, I did that thing that women often do when there's a knock at the door and they're wearing not much, which is they, uh, they clutch the lapels of their bathrobe together. Are you familiar oh, yeah. with that? Oh, yeah. yeah. And I said, I'm picturing um, Youth Joyce going to the door <laughs> in um, Man yes, About the House. exactly. And do you know what I did? He said, oh, hello. And he looked surprised. He's been up since six or whatever. You know, it's half 11. I'm there in a bathrobe. He said, hello. 
And do you know what I did? I said, oh, hello. <laughs> oh, what? I did. You... I feel sick. I'm so ashamed of this. He said, COVID oh. camouflage. <laughs> He said, yeah. are you okay? I said, no, I don't know what's happened. I just can't calm down <laughs> oh, with something. No. Oh. I'm, I, I feel so embarrassed. This is my way of confessing to him because I know he'll hear this. He said, oh, you poor thing. What, what do you think it is? And then he panicked, backed off. Yeah, yeah of and course. And I thought, now he thinks I'm a vector. I said, oh, it's not the virus, definitely. It's like a... Uh, and I didn't know what to say. And I used what, a word. Go on. I used a word I haven't used, I don't think, in my entire life. I said, it's like a general malaise. Malaise! <laughs> that is very, very fine. That is I mean, really it's good. a word we all know, but for some reason we never go there. I honestly That's... thought you were going to pick hangover, but malaise is oh, I said so malaise. elegant. <laughs> malaise. Interestingly as well. Oh, sorry. No. No, that was, and then I just, it was awful, Frank. I said, I'm, I said, oh, I hope you get better. I said, I'll be okay. I'll, I'll just rest up. <laughs> um, oh. Lying for no reason <laughs> at all. The, the interesting thing was you were talking about how you've become very Gollum-like, but your voice was very, um, I think it's Alan Howard in the film of, um, in the film of uh, the, uh, whatever that Tolkien book's called, Lord of the Rings. Yes. The voice of the ring is. <laughs> it sounded a bit like you actually did voice of the ring in your um, in your oh. most golem uh, mood. Oh, it's funny, old world. Frank Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. We're not live, so please do not text the show, but you can follow us at Frank on the radio on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email us via the Absolute Radio website. The, um, okay, we haven't really talked about the news, have we? What's in, what's in it? Well, the Sunday Times Rich List is in the news. Oh, of course. As, uh, as indeed, it seems like a hardy perennial. Hardy perennial, isn't it? And uh, ironically, it's always talked about in the run-up to it for some reason, rather than on the actual Sunday. I think it's because yes. probably the Sunday Times want people to know about it before it goes on sale rather than after. So they can, Well, also, uh, Frank, it is essentially, I call it the rich list slash uh, burglars cut out and keep guidebook. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> burglars to-do list. Although there, was, mm-hmm. there wasn't many shocks. I'm surprised how many people, I think there were three Beatles in the, um, yeah. including George Harrison um, yeah. via his wife and son. Here comes the sun. Um, <laughs> it was, um, th- there's a lot of people who linger. McCartney's up there, Elton John. Yeah. What about Fla- Michael Flatley? Come on. Now, yeah, Flatley's in the, he's in the, um, he's the 10th richest musician yeah. in Britain. Britain and Ireland, I suppose. Mm. No wonder he dances with his hands right next to his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Not taking it. Is he actually a mu- is he a musician? My God, <laughs> he's a dancer, isn't he? Uh, excuse dancer. me, excuse me. He's the Lord of the Dance. Oh, okay? he's he a is, lord. But, you know, he's not just a dancer. Bottom. He's the Lord of the Dance. Oh, so it might be inherited wealth if he's a lord. <laughs> I think if you had to sum up his profession, Michael Flatley, you'd say he raises his legs for money. Surely. <laughs> How much? <laughs> Quite a lot, it turns out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's still up there. I see. I didn't know he yeah. was still uh, active. Is, is he, he still doing? He's... Is he doing a lot of live stuff? 
Well, well not at the I, moment, obviously. I do remember he had a film out. Do you remember hearing about this a couple of years ago called Black? I remember the very, very early years of internet. He supposedly had a film out, <laughs> but people thought it could have been a lookalike. <laughs> but anyway. God. <laughs> flexible. He's flexible, flatly. Flexible, flatly, I call him. This mm. was uh, a spy, a sort of thriller that he'd written. Did he? Directed and financed. Now, when you Brilliant. financed it yourself, wow. I worry. I worry. Yes. It was, I just remember it was called Blackbird. I'm sure our readers will know more about it. And I, th- I don't believe it got a release. But, um, oh. yeah, I'm not quite sure what happened on that front. But um, Well, I, I'm desperate to see it, though, having <laughs> found out that it exists. I remember wow. the tagline, it said something like, Michael Flatley, as you've never seen him before. And I remember thinking, what, with a top on? Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Likeable. And it turned out. <laughs> Likeable. Wow. Well, Frankie's richer than the actual Bond, Daniel Craig, it turns out. Is that right? I, yeah. I, but he wasn't in the musician. I, I mean, I, I find it hard to cl- cross-pollinate across the various rich lists. There is True. a general rich list, isn't there, which covers... All the bases. So I think that's speak. the week after, isn't it? I think. Oh, okay. No, no Alan. The t- the general rich list is all steel and sort of oh, milk yeah. cartons. It's not the fun ones. Yeah. I wish something like the Morning Star would have a poor list of the like, <laughs> five hundred <laughs> poorest people in Britain and put it all in perspective. Uh, oh it was. I mean, God. I know it might be a, a, a. Well, I don't know. Would it be a more tragic read? I don't know. It depends on your definition of of uh, tragedy. I would say. But Goodness um, me. that that's coming up next. on Absolute Radio. Uh, we were discussing the uh, the rich list and indeed the poor list of uh, the poorest people. I think that it. You could justify, if the Sunday Times said we're doing a poor list as well, the mm. justification would be, OK, people, you know, are excited about, like, like last season in, in the Premier League, Liverpool and Man City battling it out. But also the relegation battle yeah. is interesting. So yeah. you, could, you could justify it. And I think there's something... I thought they might not have the, the rich list. This, well, I didn't think that because I don't think about the rich list much. But if once I was aware of it, I thought they might have given it a miss this year. Right, because it's in, in poor in taste. In context. Well, I don't know if it's in poor taste. The whole thing is a. I've got a theory, though, for you, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Reminds me of, I told you that story once, didn't I? That posh man, I think he was a duke that my dad was filming. And one of the crew just literally made a comment about something, I don't know, the grandfather clock or something. And his brilliant response was, get out, fellow noticed me things. And there is something (laughs) very fellow noticed me things about all of this, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. I bet Elton John says that every time he reads (laughs) the rich list. Fellow noticed me things. <laughs> Can you imagine the varying context he's used that quoting? Oh come on, that's disgusting. I'd say one um, thing about it is that there are some people where you think, well, that's a, it, you can see that their financial success is related to their talent, hard work, whatever. Yeah. Not always. And some less so. I yeah. mean, most of the musicians I've truly loved have died, you know, I think as the French put it, sans pot pour urinathiol. 
Um, where is the summit? Don't I remember that bit of the Michelle Thomas. <laughs> okay. Oh, Michelle Thomas. Michelle Thomas, which I recommend as a language learning, lots of shortcuts, but um, loose dentures. So we'd say, uh, Chave, I'm on my way. And I'd, oh, I found that very difficult to live with. Great, though. Michelle do you Thomas. Know what I think um, that- Language there should courses. be, Try it. Frank, for this yeah. witch list, I do think there should be uh, a line in the sand between self-made and inherited, frankly, because yes. it's yes. the equivalent of the drugs cheats in the sporting. It's an analogy um, that you came up with, actually. Um, mm. And uh, in terms of writers, I remember you coming yeah. up with that. It was brilliant. And people, comedians that use writers. And it's the same thing for me. You know, you've got people that race clean that start with zero. If you yeah. start with several million, I'm sorry, different, different race. Discuss. Well, there's some, there's a lot of. Uh, who would that apply? I mean, presumably the musicians and sports people are usually the only ones I ever look at in this. Uh, they um, they're all self-made, aren't they, more or less? Yeah, I don't think Ed Sheeran inherited his wealth, did he? Well, he is the richest musician under 30 in Britain, and that shows an effects pedal is much cheaper than a band. (laughs) (laughs) I think we can all learn from that. He's a bit like me getting hair clippers and a... uh, uh, a thing for getting the hard skin off the bottom of your feet. I mean, just get a get a gadget. Don't get people. Get a gadget. And no um, matter how much you earn, yes, madam, John, you heard me right. Sorry. <laughs> no matter how much you earn, Elton John will still mispronounce your surname. Yeah. Elton she John. ran. Um, I'm Elton John. Number five, Till Tandon. Yeah, he's Till Tandon. Fair play yeah. to him. Um, and a tier one, another one I, I noted is um, Lewis Hamilton is the richest sportsman, I think, in, in the world. Mm-hmm. Ever. Well, it's, it's the richest in Britain, according to this. But he, he is the best in the world, yeah. isn't he, at what he does? So I yes. sort of think that's okay. David Beckham was Richard's sportsman for quite a while. I don't think anyone at any point in his career, for one second, thought David Beckham was the best footballer in the world. I would say that he mingled a, a reasonable amount of talent with would what I would call... Would you say that? I would say he took the Anna, Anna Kornikova route mm. to the really? rich list a bit. So he was a good footballer, but he was good-looking and um, all that. Okay. And um, I think that, that is, uh, that's the difference in it. It's, you've got to ask how they got there rather than how much they got. What about that for a nice little aphorism? Um, we can, uh, Self-praise. If I, was on, if I was on Twitter, I'd have that out like a shot. <laughs> but obviously, I'm not. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Emma, I, I hate to get you to repeat yourself, but that fellow noticed me things quote, yes. which is such a <laughs> very fine thing. Um, Where did it come from again? So uh, my dad, who, as you know, was sort of a documentary maker and he was making a documentary. I cannot remember who it was. I'll find out. But it was a duke of some sort. So it was a member of the aristocracy and they were in his stately home and a member of the crew had commented, (laughs) being very polite and pleasant, saying, oh, that's a nice grandfather clock. 
And the Duke's um, response was, get out, fellow noticed me things, he said to my father after he'd asked the man <laughs> to leave. <laughs> So, I, I, I think it's. So, just, the idea is there's something a bit crass about mentioning <laughs> people's mm-hmm. uh, things that, like material. Yes, you're not belongings. allowed to comment on, on material possessions because it's not I'm going to write it down as a potential heckle put down for my nudist gig. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> fantastic. Oh, it makes me happy. I did you see top of uh, young, rich sportsman, Gareth Bale? I was surprised by that. Can't get a game. Can't Can't get get a game, Bale. And also a bit of footage of him recreating that overhead kick in his home with like a sponge ball and his couch. Um, um, I like that. He's got a huge couch and I'm sure it's just so that he can do that. I'll tell you what, he has got a lot of cushions. Yes, Gareth Bale's oh, cushion, cushion collection. Uh, <laughs> honestly, there was like three or four. I mean, he was turning a lovely big sofa. Yeah. I think he's probably had that experience when you sit on a sofa and most sofas are not. It looks like no one has ever run a tape measure along the thigh of the average human being because you yeah. sit on a lot of sofas and you can't sit right back and and get the front that sort of fold of your knee into the mm. front of the cushion. Do you know what I mean? They're too long. Right. They're longer exactly. than the average thigh. So I think he's thought, well, this is too long for my thighs. I'll just get more cushions. Yeah, that's. I like Gareth that Bale, you um, <laughs> instinctively adopted the footballer's tense whilst talking about Gareth Bale. What yeah, his thought up. is, he's I've thought. Up. I've seen. <laughs> but he. He, so it's not the best list. It's it's the best agent list. Yeah. Do you think cases. so? Well, yeah. Anthony well, Joshua, Anthony Joshua's on there, which doesn't surprise me because he's had no. a you know he's had a I good few years. I think if you've years. been if, if been at the absolute top end of your career like that, I think that's uh, mm-hmm. that's reasonable. But I'm I was reassured to see some rubbish people in there. It's made me feel better about everything. <laughs> Yeah, I was surprised that there's um, one of those street performers, Painted Silver, managed to get on there. That's oh, I really, mean, that is... That's the yeah, but that, shocking. Yeah, when, when that was compiled, but now they could be heading for the uh, relegation battle. <laughs> Probably took a dip, yeah. <clears throat> no, I was thinking the other day, I think... Um, well, I, I just I, I sat back and thought about my career in retrospective. Wow. And I think... Uh, I think Things I've done, like creatively, mm. uh, I think they've been often not good enough to be popular, but too good to be very popular. Oh, okay. And that's, uh, I'm thinking that might, I, I don't know any stonemasons, but um, <laughs> I'm thinking that could be a nice in- inscription at the end. Yeah. We'll see. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So we're talking about the rich list, Frank, or as we've now mm. rechristened it, the fellow noticed me things list. Yes. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I was interested, obviously, the sports section I like. I like the sports area in that mm. list because, you know, they earn the big bucks, don't they? Mm. But I wanted to, while we're on the subject of sporting news, I saw something I loved this week, which was um, a picture from the Bundesliga club, 
Borussia, is it Mönchengladbach? Oh, mm. yes, Borussia Mönchengladbach. In München steht ein Hofbrauhaus, eins, zwei, Zucker. Sorry, I, I ordered an umpar band. It didn't work as well without them. I like it. Um, mm. But have you seen this brilliant way they've mm. come up with to deal with essentially the social distancing affecting fixtures? They've got this initiative called, um, is it called something like um, stay at home in the stands or something? Yeah. So essentially you pay £17 for a I'd cutout. I'd say the, pi- the pilot scheme for this was the yes. Arsenal mural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's thousands, in fact, yeah. I think, of cardboard cutouts of real yeah. fans in their actual seats. Yeah. And it's the sort of head and shoulders. So if anyone's familiar with the game Guess Who... Yes. Uh, oh, it's yeah, essentially it your guess who figure, aren't you? Very clever. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, it is a really nice idea. I just wondered. I presume it rains as much as at Bundesliga games as it does at um, in in English and British games. So, I, are they going to get a bit um, a bit swollen and blistery, oh, soggy, and start to? Made me think of when I we were due to play Everton, we being West Bromwich Albion, and I looked up on the website what the Everton fans were saying about us, and I said, um, a lot of the Albion fans won't wear collars, you know, um, but uh, you'll be able to spot them because they all look about 52, even <laughs> the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I think it's a great. I think it's a great idea, and it goes to charity the money, not to the clubs. Obviously, oh, they've already paid. Good. They've already paid yeah. for these seats. I'd like I, to ask you both something. As um, you know, you're both comics. You do your little gigs. Would you <laughs> um, at your little gigs? Would you consider that? Let's say they said to you, you can go back on tour, or you can do some shows, but you can't have an audience, but you can do this cardboard cutout scheme. I think First question. to quote Alan Cochran, go on, together. One, two, three. How much? <laughs> I think, I, looking back, I may have unknowingly done some gigs um, to a room full of cardboard. I've I love done a gigs cardboard to an audience that looked bored. I don't know if it's the same thing. <laughs> Very good. I am. Very good. Huh? I am a big Thank fan you. of a cardboard cutout. I think I don't know why they aren't more popular. I've got, in fact, I'm sitting now. I'd say five feet away. I'm not properly socially distanced. Rather rude. Cass, from a uh, Very from animated. a cardboard cutout Dalek. Oh, you're not. Uh, yeah, and I used to have uh, John Wayne cardboard cutout um, from. I think it was. Yes, it was. E- Chisholm from the film Chisholm. I recognise the outfit. Have you ever had any um, life-size cardboard can, cutouts? Can I tell you, I associate them very much with the video stores of the sort of eighties oh, and nineties. Yeah. Mm. Good. And times. there'd be a sort of Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator, and then I associated it quite a lot with students, if I'm honest, in the room. Yes. Having a sort of diehard. Bruce well, I'm going to make. I'm going to make this. I'm going to make this another one of our long-term. Um, text him for next week well, yeah. who have you had as a life-size cardboard cutout uh, let us know because I'm, I'm very interested to find it I think that if you want never mind the rich list let's find who qualifies for a cardboard cutout <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner this is Absolute Radio
We were talking about um, the German club Borussia Mönchengladbach of the uh, Bundesliga having cardboard cutouts of all their fans in the stands. Because one of the problems in doing this in Germany is it's quite hard to represent a mollet in 2D. <laughs> I think they'll be. They'll have to imagine. They'll have to imagine some of that. Yeah, have bit. to imagine party at the back. I yeah, will I be watching that's the what 3D printers are for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just for that. <laughs> I wonder if they can sit. I wonder if you can pay a bit extra and get 3D printed for the game. <laughs> Do you not I'll find cardboard it... cutouts a bit depressing? Well, it'd be much easier to walk down the line that you're sitting in. Wouldn't you? Because <laughs> yes. most people at West Brom, um, I would say, were at the upper end of um, of sturdiness rather than the skinny end. And <laughs> it's quite difficult. Getting down the row is quite is quite difficult. Yeah. Well, it will be uh, next time you go after this podcast. <laughs> <will. laughs> yeah. Legs yeah, all thrust out to trip you over. <laughs> when will that be? I wonder. I'll tell you something, though, I think. You know, there's been uh, the Premier League. They think is going to restart playing behind closed doors, as they as they always thought it. Which I love. I love that. Always has um, been in my history, but there you go. But I, <laughs> I uh, see the. Have you ever considered having a cardboard cutout nowadays? Just for old times' sake. <laughs> um, just on the pillow. <laughs> anyway. You know, I think that I know footballers would own up to this, but I think once they've played a couple of games, you know, they're all saying, oh, I'll be terrible, there'll be no atmosphere. I oh, think yeah. once they've played a couple of games, they'll be saying, oh, God, to each other, do we have to have fans? Yeah. Back? yeah. I mean, no, there's no abuse. No one, no one's giving up when we're 1-0 down, yeah. giving us a lot of negative vibes. Nobody's throwing anything. No smell of pies. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a, a bit of a risk. I, I think they might, might never come mm. back again. Once they, uh, how are you going to keep them down on the farm now that they've seen Parry? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the question I'd like to <laughs> make a very good texting under normal circumstances. I just think yeah. maybe the standard of the football will get better when we watch it behind so? closed doors. And I think players who we thought were very average will suddenly look brilliant because they haven't got people on their back. They haven't got that nerve. People booing thing. them. Yeah. Telling them that they're yeah. rubbish and sending back all that stuff. Yeah, I think it'll be a revelation. It'll be quite probably... zen. The game will be more zen, obviously, which I quite like. You'll just hear mm -hmm. these sort of ghostly voices. I quite well, like I, that. I used, to, I used to go to reserve games when I was a kid and there would be like 100 people in the stadium and that was a bit like that you could hear them mm. shouting at each other and uh, oh yeah and all that yeah. and please no one text in and say isn't it essentially like being arsenal because come <laughs> no well that is yes exactly <laughs> well, you um, the uh the arsenal um mural of course which was i think they had to have one and there was building at one end of the ground and so yeah. they put up a, a mural but that didn't feature actual individuals like this no i think this is a a splendid idea. I'm very keen. Now I've become a, a, a Bundesliga enthusiast from now on. Oh, yeah. I'm really keen to watch a game on the telly with the cardboard cutouts. Yes. You're Roy Keen, you are. <laughs> I am I'm slightly Roy Keen. Or Diane. But I don't really drink now, so not completely. Mm. Um, anyway, 
So um, we come to the end of another um, lockdown remotely done show and we've got through it and thank you guys for listening mucho appreciatum do keep um <laughs> as i used to say in ancient rome do keep um sending in <laughs> stuff because i miss i god i miss you guys i miss your input enormously so please um stay in contact and if the good lord spares us and the creeks don't rise we'll be back again this time next week now um stay alert